I just started recording. You don't say anything smart anymore. <laughs> That's fine. Why do you keep your band-aids in the fridge? Why? For your cold cuts. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. It's starting off great. Is that it? We just, should we just go right with that, right in the theme song? That's <laughs> Fridge. I'm basically Ringo Starr. That's all. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why do you keep your band-aids in the fridge for your cold cuts? Dad joke. Oh. Number one. Boo. That's boo. There was a program that was on TV about, uh, it was on CBC. I think they have a show called uh, Still Standing. And it's about, like, small towns in Canada that are, like, uh, um, suffering in some way and they show how they're still standing and they went to Nor- uh, norfolk county and they <laughs> went to vitoria <laughs> and yeah. they did uh they did they uh <laughs> i lived there did you really i did for like three years yeah my parents lived there Poor and bastards. uh <laughs> and they, so anyways the jokes were terrible on that show I gotta tell you, it was nice. They told our story, and the rest of the country gets to hear what. Oh, you did watch it, eh? I watched it, yeah. yeah that was two nights ago or something. Yeah, my parents taped it, and I watched it at their house. What did they say? Jeez. I oh. want to know. I haven't seen it. What did they say about Norfolk County? Yeah. Well, they said uh, that we were um, that we had the demise of the tobacco industry, right? And so they went through that. You mean the Excelsior? Yes. <laughs> and then they said how uh, so they made a lot of like smoking butts jokes like that sort of stuff and then they went to uh quilters they went to some quilters they did not quilters, quilters. in vittoria eh? yeah quilters in vittoria oh. big quilting community oh yeah is that the heartthrob of it or what oh man vittoria is known for their quilting you can't All drive right. through norfolk without being <laughs> apparently uh, quilted I know nothing and about guided <laughs> that's actually what i learned about that's what one of the things i learned last night was that and then uh they went to the Birds of Prey, you know, like where the yeah. Jamie and Shauna, uh, Cowan. With all uh, the cool wood cabins. Uh, I don't know. They have Birds of Prey. They have like uh, raptors, you know, like uh, birds that will eat, eat other birds and stuff. Like Yeah, they got like a bunch of cabins yeah, in there and their property. I've actually gone oh, really? by there quite, quite often, yeah. And do they have birds in the cabins? I'm unfamiliar. I drove by. <laughs> well, they had a bald eagle anyways. It was Just awesome. I actually saw Bald Eagle at work today. Nice. Where was that? Uh, Air. Air, Ontario. AYR. We work right off a, off the river, and you can. Uh, and I saw a kingfisher yesterday and a bald eagle today. A kingfisher too. Eh? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's a sweet. It's been a sweet couple of days. Yeah, that's all right. Perks of the job. What does a kingfisher look like, actually? It looks like a blue jay, but with like a mohawk. You know. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Bad religion. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of an orange belly. It was cool. Anyways, this is a. Uh, I'm gonna just uh, of uh, like just 
ambushing two people to come into my show and be the guests of a show. Hostages. This is so old school Dutch Hall is even funny. This is exactly this the, is fun. the origins. Of, this is what I did at Chargers for the very first episode and what I did probably for the first three years Spot of the like show. Yeah, just <laughs> make people who are no, not normally on air kind of have to get used to this. And uh, my guest tonight, one of them, I, I have a feeling one of them is a, a natural on the microphone. You've heard him already a bit, a bit in the beginning. The other one is well known to the show. He's a super fan. He's a, I would consider him to be a Dutch Hall historian. Is that fair? Nicknamed yeah. Gay Lee. <laughs> I never heard that before. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Super fan, Lee Wallace. And Thanks, Agus. Agus Irv, if you have to. Agus Irv? Yeah. So you said nocturnal emissions, and I'm sorry <laughs> to get like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I'm sorry to get too far off topic, but I swear to God, this podcast that i listen to that's extremely popular astonishing legends really has made a joke about that being Nocturne. a band name and i'm not kidding really? i'm gonna have to well, dig that up great band and i'll have to refer it's it great back band. to you so that you can prove it or whatever but i swear that's where i heard it and that made me laugh so much if, <laughs> the, if made that, a joke about it if that is the if that is the case then they're missing the grace band canadian uh, late night history or the they not owe you Propriety is that the word? Propriety. What they just told us is is props. Yeah, is that what propriety is? Uh, the long form of props. That might be the short term. That might be the intelligent term. I can't. Confirm. No, no. Intelligent term is what you used. We use. I use props because I'm street. You know, the streets of Pine Grove here. Well, That's straight thugging <laughs> boo. You better get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're. Uh, so uh, we have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> The nocturnal emissions. What I'm saying is, let me know what this podcast is. We're we're gonna have to contact them. We're gonna have to make them aware of the nocturnal emissions. Not only is it a great band name, it's not that we we couldn't call them nocturnal emissions. We had to call them the nocturnal emissions because there was a Catholic. There was already a there's already a band called uh, nocturnal emissions. Really, but they were like a uh, jazz kind of like a jazz punk kind of like a experimental music oh, kind of I wish of. we could play it. You know, it was awful. It was like noise. But that's why we want to play it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I Nocturne Emissions uh the band that we had was really uh comprised of whoever would show up in the pool shed and play an instrument. And uh it so it was really like a floating band. Like there's no real members. Like no ever. pun to the pool floating. What? No pun to the pool floating. No, I don't understand what that one is. Oh, yeah. We'll cut that out. Leave yeah, it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. got some work ahead of you tonight, Pete. <laughs> yeah, this show is going to I got to say to the audience out there, if you're listening to this program, you're saying, what is this? Is it something up with Pete? Yeah, maybe. I've been uh, working for my brother for the last two days doing real man work, and uh, uh, it's there's a, no, there's a reason why my uh, bartender uh, – just f snores on the microphone for most of the shows. Yeah. It's because it's hard fucking work. We fell in love with that. Yeah. That would burn you out, eh? Lee, you listen to our show like in the bottom of an airplane a lot of times, right? Yeah. You send me a picture. An airplane. Yeah. A fuselage, spot. at least. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm lucky. Wings if, are great. If you're in those little tight spots, listening mm. to Paul's rhythmic breathing, you know, oh, you just through the whole show. Relax and just oh, you get into it. 
Yeah, you That's do, right? That's all of it. <laughs> That's the beauty of Paul's beautiful snoring, eh, is it just lulls you into a beautiful state. And that's what uh, people must like when they listen to this program. Agus. He's got to go back and listen. He's got to figure this out for himself. Well, I like having a – this is the thing. By having a guest in here, and I got to tell everyone at home, this is a guest where some people who have listened to this program for six years have never had the privilege of being in the pool Six shed. years. <laughs> and uh, this guy, Agus, he shows up, and he gets to be on the program his first time even coming to the pool shed and have ample mic time. True, and he gets to make up his yeah, own name. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah, and make up your own name. Only because he has a satisfying radio voice. Have you been on uh, any radio before, Agus? Not willingly. Oh, then this is going to be very familiar, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, I wanted you to know we have a couple guests coming in the next couple of weeks. I have actually people booked. It's a good time to let you know who's coming next week. Dan Brennan will be here. Dan Brennan will be actually hosting the show that I'm going to be doing in Oshawa on November the 6th. It's Friday, whatever that number is. I think it's the 6th. That's your headliner, right? I'm the headliner on that show. Nice. Does Friday have a number? Uh, yeah, Friday, the next number. I think it's the 6th. Let me just see on my calendar here. I'm going to believe you either way. but I'm going to say, yep, Friday the 6th, Oshawa, Crazy Jacks. Looks like it's a in the darts district of Oshawa. A lot of dartboards in this bar. What's that? Nice. Is that what that actually means? What? It's the dart district. That's what I like to call it, the dart district. What happens when there's a bar and it's got all kinds of dartboards? That place is going to be the dart district of that town. That place, because how many fucking places with dartboards can you get in one town? Fucking sub. Right? That place has got to be the nice. dart fucking mecca of Oshawa, and I'll be telling jokes there. On November the sixth, and All Dan right. Brennan will be uh, hosting. And we the, got a couple uh, other comments. Yeah, a couple uh, people already said they're going to be coming to that show. Can't wait to see them. Nice out of towners or locals there. Oh, it's a good, uh, one person is a good friend of mine. Uh, Adrian went to grade school with them and university, nice. and he so lives in I Oshawa eat. now. Nice. Yeah. So, so he's going to have you overnight there. You guys oh, I wish. And, oh no. Yeah. I wish. Maybe we could work it out. Charters. Uh, Charters actually put on the uh, invitation on Facebook, interested. <laughs> interested. Yeah. <laughs> Not complicated. Yeah. No, it, he wasn't allowed to say that, or he would. <laughs> oh, yeah. not allowed, eh? No, you can say interested, going, or not going. Oh, right. You get three options. Oh, I see. It's not a relationship. You on Facebook there, Agus? No, a long time off. Yeah. You were on, and you decided enough of that shit? Too many incriminating things. Oh, really? No. I just got <laughs> rid of it. I just didn't like it. Follow <laughs> me, dude. Yeah. No, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I uh, use Twitter for game codes because that's how much of a human being I am. Game code? It's more yeah, uh, you got to get some shift codes for Borderlands, sometimes Star Wars Galaxy of the Heroes. You need to follow some people. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I touch myself Nerdy a lot. Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a gamer, like uh, game game stuff, eh? Arc, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, I don't get it, eh? Ahsoka. That's all your <laughs> listeners need to hear. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's okay. It's over your Everybody's head, but it's lost. not over mine. Everybody yeah, likes. It's true. Everybody it, likes wrestling here. Big wrestlers, right? WWE. F F. Okay, cool. now I'm lost. I'm lost. I oh know. yeah. Well, I, I can't. I, wrestling's my guilty pleasure. I gotta say. 
and I don't understand what it is. So I think- just imagine that with lightsabers. <laughs> and women you probably shouldn't look at because they're too young. Anyways, I, I watched Clone the- Wars is good. <laughs> I watched all the Star Wars. I, 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 I liked it. I, I like it enough. If I watch it once, I don't want to watch it again. You know what I mean? That's the popular no. consensus. No, I don't know that. You know what movie I'd like to watch a bunch of times? Slapshot. That's a good movie. They t- yeah, I can dig it. You ever see Slapshot? Once. Oh, man. I've watched that thing probably 700 times. I can quote the whole movie to you right now. You know what other movie? Can you mo- do it? I don't think we have the time. <laughs> no. Or you know what other movie is the same thing? Uh, the Grinch. Not the not Grinch. the cartoon, though. The Jim Carrey version. Yeah, the Jim yeah, Carrey is go. excellent. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. He nailed it. I can't imagine a better Grinch, to be honest. And Ron Howard, uh, the whole world he created in that movie is great. That's it, silly ginger. Yeah. He's good at making movies, man. Who'd have thought? Hey, eh? Richie Cunningham. Who'd have thought? <laughs> eh? Somebody who was born into the into the audience. Yeah, who who'd have thought? Yeah. You know what I like? That one of the greatest stories I remember is you know uh, Ron Howard's brother. Ron Howard's brother is Clint Howard. And oh, and how he's like in every movie. He's in suddenly. every movie. He gives him like a little role in every movie. And uh, one time MTV wanted to, they had the MTV awards and they gave a lifetime achievement award to Clint Howard, right? <laughs> and they did a movie uh, like a it was supposed to be a joke, right? And they did this whole package and showed all the clips of all the little roles he did. And then um, uh, the guy goes up and does a real touching uh, acceptance speech where he knows he would never get recognized like this. And even though it's a joke, he like you know it was like so. Uh, it was so touching that they didn't give out joke awards anymore after that. <laughs> well, uh, he was a homeless uh, a guy in a dumpster, I'm pretty sure, for one of the movies. It was just like so blatantly obvious like, <laughs> kind of in the later years. And all of a sudden he popped up and you're like, well, yeah, that's Ron Howard's kid. He's like more or less playing, uh, what's Oscar the Grouch? Yeah, I think that's what he was, what they were joking on. No? He was in like Gunsmoke or something or Bonanza or something too. He was... Oh, he was in Star Trek too. I think at one point, like true when he was before, because he was a child actor, just like uh, uh, Ron Howard, who was Opie. You know, uh, Opie from. Anyways, a lot of people are insulted by that because they got called that at work. I understand it's factory work. Opie, because they had you're red a little he- bit slow. You're a little bit redhead. You're yeah. a little bit Opie. I always call a person that's got red hair um, rusty. We have a rusty screw at work. Yeah, if I see like a kid with red hair, yeah, you, nu- you rustle his hair and you say, "Hey, Rusty," you know, rusty. if there's a red-haired kid, you call him Rusty. Like you're going into the trades, little kiddo. <laughs> yeah, well, good job, or, Rusty. I always thought the circus. Oh the yeah, circus. yeah, red-haired people, eh? They they're you're okay to make fun of them, eh? It's not considered to be like a hate crime yet. Circus people? Not, not yet. I don't think not so. Yet. That's there's no, common, I bet. There's no hashtag yeah. carnival. So, no, like red-haired people, you can make fun of. You make fun of. Uh, Almost all white white people you can make fun of, I think. Unless they yeah, have a red nose, yeah. huh? Unless they have a red nose, no, it's a problem. You can make fun of a red nosed white guy. Don't you say carnival folk? Well, that's just an alcoholic, a white guy with a red nose. That's not a clown. No, that's right. That, that's what I mean. Oh yeah, well, we're on the same page then. My bad. Yeah, if he's got red <laughs> hair. If he's got red hair and a Does red nose. Does he have nose, two colors of hair, though? You can't just have a single color hair if you're a creepy clown. No. I, 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 anyways, let's go. I'm going to stop this for a second and go back. and uh, To the start. To the start. We'll start this again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll erase the whole thing and go again. I regret Agus. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I don't at all. Agus, I wanted to say I have a few things that I did want to talk about, but we should before we do get to it, we should get to a segment that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> feedback. Feedback. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, but it's a cappella. It's all we got, people. The band does not show up anymore, and our punishment is that this is the way we do That's feedback. Bare bones. <laughs> this is the way. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at Amazon. <laughs> go to Live from the Dutch Hall website. If you go to our website, you'll see the Amazon banners there. Click on the Amazon banners and do your shopping to support that evil company. And instead of that rich guy getting richer, he'll get a little less richer because we get a little bit of that money too. So do that for us, and we would appreciate it. And also, just a shout-out to Clean Flow. Lee's sitting on your chair right now. That's it for sponsors. Comfy. And we already know about the show I got November 6th. Um, the flow's never been clean. So every week we tell people, go to, uh, uh, reach out to us if you're listening to the show, you like what we do, or you got some way you can make the show better, just give us some feedback. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> and uh, this week is no exception. We got uh, we got a few people that uh, gave us some, gave us uh, reached out to us about last week's show. Last week's show was, if you remember, was me basically by myself losing my mind or in a way. Um, it was about being lonely. And then uh, Lori Ball, longtime listener and uh, super fan of the show, she sends me a letter. She says, hey, Pete, I listened to the last podcast and I have to say that when it started, I thought it reminded me of that solo interview show from Friday the 13th years ago. And then you stated that towards the end. Yes, I did, Lori. I remember that. I did it. I also have to say that you t were t are totally right to state that our huge family is and will always be a terrific support for you in everything that you do. Lean on us whenever you need us. For Life from the Dutch Hall, going back to basics is a good move. Look at what this pandemic has brought to all of us. We are living through such difficult times or different times and has affected us, affected all of our mental health in different ways. Kudos to you for being so open about it. I believe, oh, it's so hard to read and I'm supposed to wear glasses. Uh, I believe that uh, this is what can help to make a difference to you and others. I believe we can get through this together. <sighs> Lori, it's so long. Okay. Well said, though. Yeah, thank you, Lee. I'm gonna take a break here. Half, I'm halfway through it. Oh, that was half. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no way. Here we go. Where's Sorry. the Kleenex? This is important. <laughs> the other thing to remember is you must continue to do interviews. That is what you love getting to hear the stories of others. I too truly loved love it when people share their stories and perspectives on different things. It gives me a break from my reality sometimes and helps me think differently and understand others better. Maybe this new direction for, maybe this is the new direction for life in the Dutch hall. Maybe you need to interview those incredible people around you, get their stories out and process in the process. You will really, you will get really good. Uh, I don't know. It's all broken up here at the process of interviewing and you will in turn learn so much that will continue to move you and before you know it you will be the podcast everyone 
is going to want to be a guest on. Ugh, that was so hard because they broke it up in so many things, but it was all one sentence. It's okay. I just have to pee. Yeah, go ahead, man. No, that's we're still just in the middle of feedback. I got a couple more things. To <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I was trying to break up your emotional um, feedback. That's all. All right, this is almost done. She just says, "Keep up the great work." Uh, Lori, and thank you very much, Lori. That's great. And uh, before we get into the next one, I just want to update us on how we are on the Apple charts for this. Believe it or not, hey, I guess yeah. this seems like a bit of a fucking train wreck since we started it. But uh, it's uh, it's actually we're, we're on the we're on the goddamn charts here. Look at this Apple Podcasts, United States of America. That's the big one where we made the charts. It's not Canada week. land. We're down 19 spots though. Down but we're 19. On, but we're on the we're on the charts. We're also in in Canada, bring Denmark, back. Netherlands, and Poland. Those are the charts we're on. Denmark hey, don't we have a Dutchman and a Belgian on board? Yeah. Is there not a reason for this? It's written in the stars. Well, yeah, Netherlands, uh, I get. It's called Live from the Dutch Hall. But what about Poland? Why are they listening? They're jealous of the Dutch. Anything that's not German. <laughs> <laughs> and Denmark. Denmark, we're, we've, we were as high as second. Denmark, eh? Yeah, Denmark. Wow. That's They're crazy. so much cooler than yeah. us. <laughs> I think Denmark's the uh, got it right. I think so, too. Yeah, I do. Um. Anyways, one more piece of feedback. This one's from Shauna Barrow. Shauna Barrow, uh, she said, uh, great show. You always keep it raw and real. Sometimes life isn't funny, but knowing how to embrace the bad with the good makes it easier to laugh at ourselves. I wholeheartedly appreciate your reality check, so thanks. I think every single one of us can relate, but most of us push it down or drink or smoke or et cetera, it away. Again, thanks for keeping it real and raw. Always, Shauna. Thank you very much, Shauna. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that was beautiful. Well, everybody has their vices, right? Yeah, that's right. It's true, man. I Though, like, uh, uh, I remember I was on this uh, vacation, and we went on this boat, and it was like a uh, love boat. It was like a catamaran boat, you know, and they had okay that you could you like it had like uh, four rooms in it, and you could uh, two people to a room, but it was like the bed you just crammed in and then got into a a bed, you know, that you had to climb into, and it was like you slept in a drawer kind of thing. Like it was it wasn't a luxurious. It you was, were in the navy. Yeah, it was like a it was a. Cool way to see part of the world you you couldn't see otherwise. It was in the BVI, the British Virgin Islands. Anyways, uh, uh, we went there and um, uh, there was this girl from New York that was on, in the boat with me, and then she, I was uh, talking about my problems with her because she had a bunch of therapy that she got in New York. So I was like, "Hey, I don't have any therapy, but I need it." I'll feed you a drink. Give me some therapy. <laughs> yeah, give me some free <laughs> therapy, right? And so. Uh, uh, she was like uh, commenting how I was uh, boozing it up and stuff uh, to try to like medicate myself and not deal with my problems. And she said, you're actually uh, avoiding dealing with it by just like uh, getting tanked and uh-huh. uh, that stuff. Yeah, I hear you. That's how we <laughs> do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I I uh, think she might have been right. And uh, she said there's no... no uh, a replacement for hard work. She says you just have to do the work to get through it. And uh, so if you're listening out there, 
and you think there's any shortcuts to there really isn't you just have to go and get the help you need and uh, if there's any way i can help you do it let me know at live from the dutch hell gmail.com or get reach out to us on facebook instagram twitter any of those things uh, linkedin uh whatever else there is i'm fucking on it so you can find us but now joe rogan's on it thank god huh he's off of it now yeah yeah well that's his website that's terrible don't don't visit it uh why are you anti joe rogan Uh, i have mixed emotions I don't know. I I I don't know. To be honest, Delange went on. <laughs> he hung himself. Delange, Delong, he did. Yeah. He gets Joe Rogan's like the new Johnny Carson, eh? Like, uh, like he can. He, if you go on Joe Rogan's show, like if I went on Joe Rogan's show tomorrow, like if he if he somehow like found live from the Dutch Hall and said, "Oh, right. I <laughs> like this show. I want to get let. I'll have one episode with Pete on." He did. He had me on as a guest. It would change my life forever, being on this show. In a good way, in your case. Become a bow hunter. In some people's yeah. cases, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> like, like That's it, Hollywood, though, you know? Like, that he ruined people's life? He's in Colorado now. Well, you didn't hear the Tom DeLonge episode, did you? Uh, yeah. Is that the, that's the, um, the Blink-182 guy that, that found the aliens? That's correct. So, to the stars, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm wearing a hat right now that says to the stars. Am I mistaken, or is it my black uh, red dragon hat right now? Nope. Yeah, to the, to stars. the stars. Well, I is that the I've Tom DeLonge? myself. <laughs> is, that, is that his thing? Yeah, that's correct. He's uh, worked up with a lot of government uh, people, as well as ex-commanders of whatever squadrons, and you name it. Like, really, really top guys. He's got a, a really good group of guys together, and they're trying to get to the root of it all but ultimately so far it's just a show and it is what it is <laughs> but don't discredit him entirely no uh, i he uh was one of the first guys to leak that footage of the of those uh, ufos that the pentagon um confirmed as being real yeah so wikileaks actually got a hold of his emails between him and john podesta who is actually from hillary hillary clinton's uh, profile so they leaked emails from that and it all kind of stemmed from there uh louise elizondo is the guy that used to more or less be the molder of the united states government kind of investigating these Uf- ufos and stuff uh yeah it all ties into tom DeLong. he got the information out but anyways whatever you believe of so did, did did rogan like uh, throw him under the bus no tom DeLong <laughs> threw himself under the bus and, and he, he was tied a string so that too. he could retract himself and <laughs> he could drag himself again it was horrible he had no good answer whatsoever to anything he stumbled around and just more or less said i can't talk about it which sucked oh he I has a lot it. of information but every time joe rogan i'll said, tell you about it but i can't tell you about it oh that's right basically Met a dude in an airport. Can't tell you who it was, but anyways, it's yeah, worth that, looking into. <laughs> and the guy has like a that's a but that's that's on him, isn't it? Like he has that platform and he blew it. Yeah, and he did. And they really they seriously pulled him back from publicity. Uh, you'll notice in the last like two years, the To the Stars Academy really uh, hasn't put Tom DeLong forth for any interviews or anything. Yeah, he's but talking Lou about Elizondo. going back to Blink One Eighty Two now. Uh, that's not gonna happen. That's a whole another debate. You think they scared they that, they scared him? Who's that? Do you think like somebody got to him and like like told him like stop? No, I think Tom DeLonge's in the control world right that. now. He's in control. He just really screwed up with his voicing of it. 
They've pulled him back in the last two years, and they've let the professionals. They have a ex-secretary of defense. They have a multitude of people with credentials, and they're all talking now. But Tom DeLonge is not saying anything, and I think that's he's for at a the reason. back of the class. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think he shit the bed pretty early on. That's all. Anyways, <laughs> what? Well, that is it. <laughs> for, uh, that is it for feedback. We got feedback this week. Yeah, thank you, everybody. You know what I was? I heard about this is a story I heard about on. Uh, they made they're making adult Play-Doh. It's adult like adult Play-Doh, and which is okay. But the the fla- the not the flavors, the scent, is really what they they think they're talking more about the scent because it's supposed to be like aromatherapy or something. This Play-Doh. Interesting. No, no, thank you. Uh, so uh, these are the scents that they come up with for adults. Scents. Now, has this always been a thing? Have they always had adult well, Play-Doh? Well, there's always been lubricants, right? No, I don't think they've always had adult Play-Doh. I think they're yeah. making it, and they want to make it so that adults would like like it, so they're making it smell and right, things that sense. adults apparently like. So if you make, right. like, a dick sculpture, it smells like a dick? So, like, this, one of them is called the Grill King. That's kind of self-explanatory, right? <laughs> the Grill King, it smells like uh, barbecue somehow, probably. Nice. Right? Lord of the Lawn is like smells like fresh-cut grass, right? That one makes sense. And New Balance white sneakers. One of them says Dad sneakers. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is one of them, man, which I think is was really fucked up. Right? Nobody <laughs> wants this. either, which he is even more fucked up. He smells there, and now we're going to sneakers. <laughs> Yeah, they got overpriced latte, which I don't know how it smells overpriced. (laughs) That's the hard part. How do you something smell overpriced? And why is it frothy? (laughs) (laughs) And the one's called Spa Day, which is kind of like like that's just probably lavender or some fuck. All right, all right. This is the one that really takes the kick, as far as I'm concerned. Mom jeans. Mom's jeans. Not mom's jeans. How do you smell Mom high jeans. pockets? Mom jeans. Yeah, high pockets and a long zipper. How do you smell that? <laughs> I think it well, smells don't like. Don't tell me how to smell it, but what does it smell <laughs> like? <laughs> I, I, I think it smells like like uh, fresh baked cookies and a bucket of old trout. Oh, uh, mix! I could be That's deadly. Yeah, smell. like swamp ass and a. <laughs> That's <laughs> really gonna get us. And a fresh made bed or something, you know? Like. Oh my goodness. Mm, Mom jeans. <laughs> Sorry. I have no idea how you encapsulate mom's jeans. Mom's jeans. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't only imagine. I'm I'm lost. Who was Levi, and why'd you do this to us? Yeah. <laughs> like I think that they've lost their mind. Like whoever's making these this product, mom. They mom. really they really hit that nail on the head, eh? It's to be like, honest with you, I'm saying I'm gonna buy it. I really think. Oh, which one are you interested in? Mom jeans. <laughs> oh, I, thought it'd be, I thought it'd be boyfriend jeans. Sorry, because that's the thing too. Boyfriend jeans. Yeah, my they wife s- unfortunately wears them all the time. And and they they're, they're not as a smell. No one says boyfriend jeans smell. Well, no, that's how they market them as a the smell, not the look. Boyfriend jeans. Yeah, it just smells like a boyfriend. Is that that's different than a husband, right? That's you're the husband. I want to hope so. So her pants is she's wearing boyfriend jean pants. Maybe they smell like her last boyfriend. I know. It invigorates those who are intrigued. Did you? How long you been married for? Apparently not long enough. 
Seriously, though, how long have you been married for? Four years. Four we're years. happy. So you're got, and how long were you dating before that? We're happy. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you knew where I was going because I wanted to get into the the exes and how fresh the exes would be because they could still be like oh, kicking around, eh? Yeah. Four years. Was it? Like me, I've been married for 22, and then I've been dating for 30. So like, any boyfriends now that were before that, it's like a, it's like a joke, right? Yeah. We're going 10 years, and I I can guarantee she could do better. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's not listening either. No, no one listens to this. Yeah, well, fair they enough. would be done a long time ago. I don't think they got through the opening. <laughs> this is her Agus. Who the yeah. fuck is this guy <laughs> yeah. out of here? <laughs> yeah, I got one thing. It's like we're coming up. I don't even know what time we started this show. Do you guys know? Um, it was around nine, really. Oh, wow. It's two hundred BC. We're not an hour in already. No, no, nowhere close. I don't think so. But we got. Uh, I do want to talk. We got this thing coming up this this weekend is. Uh, Halloween, right? I thought it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. With the people wear turkeys for masks and ridicule. It can't be thanks for candy. Is that not it? If you want to cook a turkey, it's Thanksgiving. Anytime you want it to be, you know. Well, don't good. dress up as a turkey, then, kids. So uh, this weekend, it's the, it's the. Uh, you ever heard of the Sam Hine? No. <laughs> Sam Hine. Have you ever heard of Sam Hine? I want to make a satisfactory noise, but I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to say Sam Hine. Sam Hine? Without making that face. <laughs> He's scowling, by the way, if you yeah. can't see. Sam Hine. He's got a mean scowl. <laughs> it's a Gaelic, it's a Gaelic uh, pagan festival, right? Sam Hine. And uh, right. this weekend is Sam Hine. This is the, the history of it, is there used to be uh it's like the darkest day of the, it's 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 like when the it's when it starts to turn the darkest to the to the dark part of the year right and it was the time where the farmers would bring their livestock down from the hills and they'd bring it to t- either their new winter pasture or or winter place to go or they bring them to slaughterhouse right <laughs> is this true yeah this is true oh so it's the time of year that they bring in their things to slaughterhouse and it was, uh, and so there was the the death was thick in the air, you know. The death was all thick, right, yeah. you know, because they're killing all these animals. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, so they also the 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 tradition was in this town that this on Samhain, which is right between the 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 uh, autumn fall equinox and the like uh, the winter solstice or whatever. Oh, you know, right, it's right in the, between them. Right in the middle, you know. Right. And uh, that's when the uh, the the barrier between this world and the spirit world are, uh, are is the thinnest. So the the membrane is the membrane's the, the most pen, most uh, permeable, if you will. Oh, are you, you know? gonna permeate it right now? You could. <laughs> no, no Careful. Saturday. Saturday. Careful. Saturday he's gonna permeate. <laughs> That's Sam Hine. <laughs> yeah. I'll prepare. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. So then, uh, so anyways, they say they say that this is when the uh, creatures from the other world like fairies and elves and and like uh leprechauns whatever you're into right whatever's in the other world you know like uh and a, a lot of times even in like psychedelic uh trips you know like uh like if a person's like taking dmt or if they're like on uh peyote uh mushrooms or i don't know perhaps peyote i don't know enough about it whatever but uh a lot of times people will talk about talking with the elves and like, these elves or these pixies and stuff Ooh. like that will like be laughing and telling them to go they're not to go home or whatever it is and uh, anyways so they're saying that these like pixies or elves or something like that would co- can cross over during Samhain 
So they leave little treats for them, little like snacks for uh, the. Those are shrooms. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, but then the, the so they thought if they give these things treats, then their uh, livestock that was wintering would not have uh, more chance of surviving, you know, and they have good luck, you know. So they gave these uh, elves and stuff treats. So the kids started dressing up like elves and pixies and stuff like that yeah. to go around door to door and get treats. That's oh. how we came. Uh, Halloween. Uh, so now it's like, a, no, oh. no. Oh, he's about to drop it on you now. Sam Hine. <laughs> Sam Hine, eh? Yeah, that's what they said. It's this time of the year. We probably need to commonly mistaken. No, this <laughs> this year is Sam Hine and uh, is on a blue mo- blue moon. What? Go tell me. I need to pee before. Go pee. <laughs> I'm there too, and I need another. Pee oh yeah, okay. Uh, hold on, we're gonna take a pee break here. We're just gonna stop this thing. All right, can't there. let them expire. Finally, I just did. So the pee break is I done. I've been doing great. The, I don't know. Pee break's still on. We're pee break's done. We're out. Yeah, we're back. Please we're ba- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're back now. We we left before we before the pee break. We left on uh, San Sanheim, right? And uh, the thing is that spirit world thing. We talked all about that, and. uh so this Saturday, San is Sanheim. It's also Halloween. It's also uh, the day we turn the clocks back, right? So in any other year, it's a Saturday and it's night. A full moon. And it's a full moon, which is actually a blue moon. Blue moon, yeah. They're saying. So it's like this is the most special Sanheim Halloween. Yeah, it's 2020. <laughs> of all time. It would be like the be- It would be the biggest parties ever. If it was Halloween and any any other year, right? Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna be like not as much, but there's still gonna be some shit going down. And so I just want to say, I have I have in my possession, not my, not on my person, but I know locked away in uh, safekeeping somewhere that I know where it is. I have and I have ten hits of acid. Whoa. How, how many stamps is that, and how many can we take now? <laughs> it's 10, I think, right? It's Do you know where it is? or it's like I'm not good at math. Scavenger three hunt. divided by 10 doesn't equal any equal parts to me. What do you mean, three? Oh, there's three of us, and there's 10 hits. Oh, right, right. So that's what I mean. We have to go from the very beginning of this thing. I I don't know. I, I can't tell you how I how I got this stuff. It's just like I came, I came upon it, right? I have 10 hits of acid. And uh, I don't know what to do with it. I've never uh, done acid in in my life. Never, eh? And I didn't, on purpose, try to get this acid. I just got it. Just acquired it. Yeah. Hmm. It was Why don't like, we know a contest. Do huh? Why don't we do a contest? We'll make people vote. Uh, what I should do. Whether I should do the yeah. acid. Should we do the acid on air? Oh, on air. Or should we do the acid and report on our beings? Oh, acid on air is uh now this is what I have told you. I, I have never done acid in my life, but uh I've discussed with a lot of people who have done acid on on what I should do because I I had it as one of my goals to try acid because I wanted to see what it did. Marilyn that, Manson. So then uh, cuz sometimes you know the Beatles when they tried acid, they were told, "Hey, uh, you're going to you're going to try acid, but and there's a chance that you're going to try acid and you're never going to think the same way you thought. You're not going to be the same person anymore. You're going to be a totally different person when you do this acid. So you're going to say you're going to get shot like John Lennon? 
And then, no, I mean, like, in your who you are as a person, you're just not going to be the same after you take the acid. And John and George were like, fucking bring it on. I want I want to be a different person. Like, I, they couldn't wait. But Ringo and Paul were, like, uh, scared to death of it. You know, they didn't want to try it. I believe that. And they're more they're more weed smokers, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, uh, the other two were into anything, right? Let's they're, do it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Right? Honestly, yeah. Whether I had heard that or not, that makes a, a And I do think sense. that probably uh, John and George are probably the more, like, introspective deep thinkers of the of the bunch were probably the most more troubled of the of the four where like ringo is not troubled at all that guy's got no, <laughs> that guy's got no talent dude got picked up as a secondhand drummer <laughs> and let's Coasted be honest through. even yeah. john Lennon, even john lennon said yeah ringo's yeah. not even the best drummer <laughs> in the Beatles. No. exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's just the ugly face for it yeah yeah. yeah, he worked out in the posters. Likeable dude, like when you meet him. But he's like, he's got, he's like, I've seen guys, uh, you know, He'll play be the last one wedding drummers that with that were better. I hear like good drummers like go on about how good Ringo is, and I'm like, ah man, I don't know. He's I def- think those guys had to play in band though, right? Because they had, because he was really into the whole, like playing in a drummer, like, do you know what I mean, like. Like in a parade, oh, or right. like just in a, a school. Yeah. yeah, he was a snare drum player or whatever. And the way that he played or whatever, it was it just seemed so horizontal. Yeah, he had that so really very... proper form. I guess. Yeah, he and he's did. also left-handed though. That's one thing about Ringo. Yeah, oh. weird motherfuckers. Left-handed fills and drumming was really hard to do. All oh, you That's lefties. sexy. That sells. <laughs> so maybe he is better than I give him credit for. But he can't write songs. He's that's left-handed. for sure. Well, photograph was photograph also photograph written by George. So was it really? Had, yeah. So his biggest song was actually written by George. I think Photograph. I, 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 I it's a good song. It, it is not. Don't get me wrong. I, I lied. Actually, for your podcast audience, it's a terrible song. It's a terrible song, man. That, that, I don't I, like it. I, I, feel, <laughs> I, I, I feel worse about George Harrison now, you know? What a god. Because he wrote he's Photograph. Like, he's like Phil Collins. R- Ringo did write Octopus's Garden, though. Octopus's Garden. Octopus. I feel like that oh. should have been a James Bond theme song. Like Oct- Octopussy or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. It doesn't have the same cliche, though. Uh, Didn't it? No. I like to be under the sea. You don't want to. It's not. Under the with sea. Octopussy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and then Paul's just a wanker. But Paul seems happy with himself. Paul is a wanker. Yeah. He, uh, he went the way of Rod Stewart. You went Maggie May, and then you went. Do you think I'm? What is it? Disco? Do you think I'm sexy? That's what it is. Yeah, mark my words. Do you think? Uh, Look up the downfall of Rod Stewart, and you'll know what I'm talking about. A Rod Stewart in the faces did the. Uh, it, it, in the faces was cool. When Rod Stewart was in the faces, well, with like uh, Ron Wood and all that stuff. Was that Maggie May though? Yeah, that was ultimately the coolest song he ever put out. And then, and you're saying the downfall of Rod Stewart would be when he went. Do you think I'm sexy? Which is a song, and it was horrible. And there was even a punk rock band in New York. I think it was New York that actually mocked him and said, "Do you think I'm disco?" And they wrote a whole song about. Okay. Anyways, I'm 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 of the age that I was actually alive when "If You Want My Body" and "You Think I'm Sexy" came out. And I'll tell you about Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart at that time when that song came out. Didn't have enough blow dryers. It was fucking huge. It was a big deal. Sure. Like, that brought him to a whole new audience, that song. 
and it was a big big deal and i was a kid right so like i don't know what good and bad is i just know like something you hear all the time everyone like it must be good well what's good and bad or bang your feet you know what i mean like tap your feet and bang your head that doesn't necessarily mean good or bad no that's right but it's like i'll give you an example of you know uh van morrison familiar familiar like everyone knows brown eyed girl right correct brown eyed girl is the worst van morrison song because it but it's the most popular but it's not reflective of his work at all no Uh, No. you know it's not even close to being the best it's what he made when he was a kid now he's like wonderwall to oasis (laughs) Yeah, if they were still a band, right? Like, if they're still making shit. Like, Did you know he actually featured recently on a song with Blur for Gorillaz? Who did? Liam or Noel? Noel. Noel did? Oh, yeah. yeah, so he actually was willingly, and he teamed up and whatever, and they wrote a song together, and it was dope, but it wasn't dope enough to make the album. So the oh, recent really? Gorillaz album doesn't have the track, but oh. I can guarantee you there's going to be one coming out, and it's going to have him on it, Explicit and that's content. awesome. Yeah, that is cool. I was in uh, I was in England in 1995. I went to school there for four I hate months. You. And uh, that was during the Blur and Oasis uh, feud, the big feud, right? Oh, so and did what you go year? See sorry, it? Did you see 1995. It? Oh, that's so cool. And uh, so uh, concerts were good so then. Eh? You so had to pick a team, right? Like Park, this, was it? Park Life. And, Park Life. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, not what's the story. It was the one before that. I think um, definitely maybe. Definitely, maybe I think that sounds right. Yes. So we were, uh, so uh, we th- we were caught up in the whole thing. It was a big deal, right? But now I, I watch a lot of stuff on the internet about it, and uh, it was just like uh, the there are like record companies that were just trying to get some press, so they like decided whatever Oasis puts out their record, Blur's company said we're going to put our shit out the same day and make this <laughs> Rolling Stones versus Beatles kind of <laughs> comparison. That's totally what it was too. You're right. They and, they literally like moved up the dates and like fouled so many advertisers and stuff to make the date like move up to <laughs> just, yeah. just to beat the other band and then they made this rivalry and like these two guys these two bands hated each other and now noel did did uh say honest things the guy says the guy's hilarious and he says always honest things noel gallagher if you go on youtube and watch any interview with noel gallagher it's fucking great like, he's so funny and he's just telling the truth the whole time it's so hilarious but like he said, he goes, well, we don't have a problem with those guys, but you want to try to say who's better, Blur or Oasis? And he <laughs> goes like, he's like, what are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to compare uh, Wonderwall to um, Boys and Girls? He's like, it's not even close, you know? No. Which I'm sure if you're Blur, you're not going to like that comment. Didn't right? they have Song 2? Isn't that Blur? Yeah, Blur. But, Beetle Bumps but a good song, song 2 was like their ultimate attempt to just like, I don't want to say it was like ironic or anything, but they made an attempt to make an American song. Yeah. And they did it and they blew they through well, the roof yeah. or whatever. But awesome. in the end, Oasis won the battle over Blur. But that's true. It depends who you ask. If you ask the locals, Blur means the world to them. I got to tell you. I totally get it. It was like, it was Manchester versus, you know, you're talking like the ghetto factory <laughs> kids. You're talking the northern rich kids like it, these it, dudes were yeah sorry. yeah yeah and <laughs> it, in england at the time like the uh blur is huge was huge was huge you know and uh like just as big or if not bigger than oasis like like they probably were a bit bigger than oasis at the time i agree and uh and i remember when i got back to canada 
it was maybe a year later I went and saw Blur at the Lyric and Kitchener. And uh, Lyric and Kitchener is a small place to see Blur. Because like, in, in England, when I was there, you could never see them in a venue that small. You'd, they'd be at stadiums and shit. Like, they were oh. huge at the time. Did they like that, the and, closeness of it all? Well, I didn't get the chance to talk to Blur to ask him. But they, uh, but it's, but you know who did like it? We did, and then there was every expat British person that was in near Kitchener was going bananas in there because oh, they like, yeah. couldn't believe how close you could get. <laughs> you know how Usually up on a big stage, yeah, like yeah. two hundred feet back at least. I had to throw my bra at those people. You know who opened for them that night? Who? Uh, Smash Mouth. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is before Smash Mouth did all the hey, shrek stuff. Hang on, you're an all star. Oh, they Get your game on. <laughs> they had uh, they didn't even have all star then. Play. They only had walking on the moon, um, walking on the moon or walking on the sun. It's like I've been walking on the sun. Walking on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was their <laughs> yeah. big hit. That was their their only hit that they had, and the rest of the concert was just really like in you couldn't make out what they were singing about at all punk rock didn't matter you like hardcore punk rock so if you're oh. into punk that sounded pretty good <laughs> but yeah it was nothing like smash any smash mouth you you would have heard since really? they got that one radio hit and then realized oh this is what i can make money doing uh, and then fucking stopped doing all the punk rock stuff after that yeah, we got uh, two CDs sitting around in my car because I drive a 2005 Saturn Ion, and the only music you could wish to listen to is 2005. Yeah. And, and under. <laughs> if you have the right medium, we will listen to anything you want. <laughs> you know Goo Goo uh, Dolls as well. Sorry, my yeah. bad. <laughs> Goo Goo Doll. Uh, well, we were going to say we we talked with uh, another band that was big in uh, England that no one uh, talks about here. Was the um, uh, placebo? I want to say the Reostatics, but they're not. It's the the um, ah oh fuck. What am I? I'm. Get, it they were they. You know how the tragically hip is big in Canada, mm-hmm. yeah. and the rest of the world doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then uh, so in England there there was a band. The, this band's the same way, and uh, they would uh, always share albums with the hip. They were like like they were good friends because they're both like only big in their own country. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, what are they called? I can't remember the name of it. It's, I feel like an idiot. Oh, but I might some, fall off my chair. I'm actually yeah. yeah somebody somebody listening in. is like, "Fuck you! I know what it is." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a lot. Be uh, sure to scold Pete. And uh, <laughs> but anyways, then so we were asking if there was an Australian equivalent of that to this Australian guy we were talking to, and the Australian guy. Uh, said uh, Midnight Oil. Oh, man. No, I have their vinyls, and I will totally vouch for that. That shit is <laughs> golden. Right? So good. And it's the same thing. Everyone knows Beds Are Burning. Yeah. Well, Alexis on Fire actually covered that Beds song. Are Burning? If I'm not uh, mistaken. Can we was... do a cut to that song right now? Oh, <laughs> it would be so good. No, seriously, the Alexis on Fire cover is so good, and that's why I bought the vinyl. That's our so, genre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. our hit. And then um, this this guy got us like played a whole bunch of old Mid- Midnight Oil and it was like really different than the than anything that we would have had a, a, a exposure to. And even if you look at like uh, you know what I get pissed off about now uh, is that um, when I was a kid there was all this great uh, black music being made 
really close to us. Even like Rick James lives in lived in Buffalo. Yeah, oh, how close really? could that be? Eh? And and right he, there. we didn't know anything about any of Rick James shit because it was only played on black stations that we didn't get, and that's a horseshit. Which was Windsor, yeah, right? That's bullshit. If it's Win on the uh, FM, uh, yeah, waves, but I can't get, get what you, you could only can actually take credit for for playing black music before Detroit did. I, I swear really? to God. I swear to God. Oh, really? You can look that up. There's Windsor for radio stations played it before Detroit. Yeah, because like even Michael Jackson, you didn't get to listen to Michael Jackson until Thriller. Before that, it wasn't for white audiences, you know? Oh, sure. really? Yeah. Hmm. It's fucking stupid, right? Guys, and then uh, Stone Age or what? It's, it like was crazy. Trip. Like all that good music that, that uh, we, we got Motown, you know, but like a lot of the good soul wasn't. You know, we we didn't have access to well, it. Well, that's you know? where we get credit to the Motown, is what I was saying. Yeah, because and of Windsor, Windsor played Motown before Detroit was willing it to. And yeah, they did. It, it's crazy, but they did. Yeah, because like James Brown had to start his, start his own label. You know, like uh, because he just was couldn't like he to get his own play. He made made his own market. You know, he just because other people wouldn't sign him. It's fucking balls, man. Yep. I would so every time I think about doing like because I was a grow up on a farm and then uh, uh, every time I wanted to and I would kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit is that every time I want to model my business plan I'd look at those uh, old models of the the uh, black Americans because they had uh, no they had to go make their own system to not they didn't have to wait they couldn't wait for someone to validate them so they had to make their own thing and it's way more ambitious and way harder to pull off but. Sure. Um, I like that, those kind of models, because nobody mm. can stand your way of getting accomplishing what you want to accomplish. You're just going to – you just go that way and then do it anyways. You know? Listen, there was, no right. C, there was no CBC to uh, play any sort of liberal agenda music, and I don't mean that in a bad way or anything, but you get a lot more multicultural music now on CBC, which is great all the time, but you did not have that at the time. You really had to play to the players and you had to play who the managers were and who they were tying with. Right? Well, when we were money talks, when we money were talks, when, you're I, right. <laughs> when I was growing up, because uh, you had the play so much Canadian content and our, we had no, we don't really invest in the arts in Canada. So we didn't really have a lot. Yeah. But uh, when they brought that law, CRTC, right? Yeah. CRTC. That, but at the beginning, CRTC just Made played, good. <laughs> played Ann Murray uh neil young and uh there was like um, three uh, gordon lightfoot jan arden yeah jan arden eventually sure well um, actually i guess she was pretty young yeah and then uh but like there's only like a handful of canadians and then the rest of it was so you had to listen yeah, on a country music station you'd have to listen to neil young all the time like he was country because they just didn't have enough canadian country <laughs> sure and now they have it's a oh, huge it's industry huge, well even yeah. today when There's i was at money in it now. i was at my buddy's place uh Supported. trimming marijuana because it's legal in canada now or whatever and he's yeah. got a totally legal operation but in three hours i probably heard three of the same song and that was um eddie vetter from pearl jam who's not canadian but he's playing Boy. Big Hard Son. But Big Hard Son, if you really want to dig back to it, that's like some dude from like the late 60s or early 70s in Canada actually wrote that song. And it doesn't mean shit. But as soon as Eddie Vedder plays it, it's awesome. But that's why you hear that song so much on the radio. Oh, uh, because it's Canadian. Because of the CRTC, song. right? So it's got to maintain one of the three factors to be uh, in there. So it's either a recording artist nice. is Canadian, <laughs> the recorder is Canadian, the producer is we'll Canadian. We'll get you famous in Canada, eh? <laughs> well, that's right, eh? 
You want to know what they do? You don't want to know what they haven't done anything for in this time they've helped Canadian country music and and Canadian music in general is pretty good. Erectile dysfunction. Comics, Can- Canadian comedy. They haven't put a fucking penny into it. They, it doesn't count. Eh? It doesn't count as an art form. Oh, even it's like, a, start like and that. so like it's excluded. Even like if you go to get grants for uh for production stuff. It has to be drama or documentary and not comic. So, like comedy. the kids in the hall, even though they started so much, really, like, like a, they're thinking they well, didn't make get a anything. Comedy, then you're like in. it's a, it's <laughs> like it wasn't. It's not been put on the same level as any as the others as the other things as far as accessible mm-hmm. uh, money for um, young artists. The only money that gets divvied out to Canadians in comedy goes through a couple of funds. And it usually goes to Bell or Rogers or whoever's making, you know, one of these big corporations. And then they'll make a show like Kids in the Hall or something like that. Right. But, or the or CBC really yeah. aren't getting what they're due. But if but for a person to, like, say, from a from an independent production company to, say, make content to try to um, sell or whatever like that, that's where a, a, a musician could get money. But uh, whereas a comedian would have a harder time getting it. I see, and that and oh, I, it's just not considered to be on the same level in Canada. But in Canada, we have the largest um, comedy festival in the world in Montreal. In Montreal, yeah, and, just for laughs. And right? we showcase comedy from all over the world, and then we show whatever we got that we've invested no money into, and and we wonder why it sometimes doesn't measure up to what's global. And it's just because that industry supported and this one's not. No. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put it this way. We wonder why the Americans think that Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel are, in fact, American. It yeah. literally blows people's minds in the States that those two are Canadians. And it's like, why is that? Why don't we own them as our <laughs> own? Why did they go to the States to make this money? Well, we necessarily didn't provide. Like, Vancouver has a pretty yeah. sweet market for it, but... We make a lot of the stuff, but we don't we don't uh, consume it. You know, sure. it's not the place. That's where, a good way of putting it. Yeah. You're right. Uh, we, uh, so it's uh, like you can get a job in the film industry in Canada easy, but you can't be a star. No, you got to go somewhere else and then come back to be a star. Martin Short, Steve Martin. Wait, Steve Martin? Am I right there? There's a girl from uh, Canada. Steve Martin's no Amer. He's American. Yeah, you're right. But Martin Short's from Hamilton, and then, uh, but uh, there's a girl from Canada, Catherine Ryan. And she went to, she left Canada, went to England, and then she became like a big TV star, making movies on Netflix and stuff like that, and comedy specials. Nice. All because you go to England. There's another guy, I think Pete Johansson. He was a Canadian guy. He right. went to went to Amsterdam and did a special. Tom Rhodes from the states uh, went to Amsterdam too. Did a whole talk show in English and in Holland. Really? Yeah. You got to do a little circuit there and. Yeah, you know what? In Holland, uh, like ninety three percent of the, uh, I read this ninety three percent of the whole country speaks English. Do you know? Um, you know how many people That's in an ca- impressive numbers. 80, the rest is Flemish. Eighty three, eighty three percent of Canadians speak English. Le- less people in Canada speak English than in Holland. Really? Yeah, as a percentage. I of the believe population. that. I totally yeah, believe that. Second language for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's a Holland, Belgium, language. all of them have had so many hostile takeovers whether neutral or not there's just been so many language influences to all of them i'm not even surprised well, yeah, <laughs> them all and we'll hold our own <laughs> yeah scandinavian countries too they talk about comics will go perform there 
and uh, one one guy will go up and do a full set in Swedish, and the next, and then he'll go up and do uh, his set in English, and the crowd seamlessly transitions between the two. It's probably really? so much funnier in Swedish. Yeah, we we're just really dumb because we can usually most of us just speak one or two languages. Yeah, right? English is not a very high end language either. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everyone's just going to speak English eventually, I think. Like, except for well, the real holdouts. Well, the, the Catholics languages. have their way, <laughs> absolutely. It's more of a business language, you know, like trading. Yeah, type. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it no. seems that way. It's hard to convince people in Quebec of that. <laughs> you can't convince them of a lot, dude. I couldn't <laughs> order a Big Mac there, and all I said was Big Mac. They knew I was English. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell you see the disgust in their face when they when they re- the oh, realization they that you mean a Big Mac yeah. or a Big Mac. I try so hard to speak French when I go to Quebec. Every time I I use all my grade school That's and high school useless. French. useless. And as soon as I try, as soon as they hear my accent, ah, uh, they want nothing to do with you. Let's go. Yeah, they're like, stop insulting our language. Yeah. And let us so I'm gonna throw my wife under the bus right now. Who has a bilingual certificate? She literally <laughs> went through school. Like English and French, and every time we've gone to Nova Scotia, on the way through, we try to stop and get some food, and it's useless. Absolutely (laughs) useless. I do the ordering. It's horrible. The one time she did the ordering, we got the scolding of a lifetime. Just, just visually, not verbally. Just, just Nobody horrible. Will say it, but you know what? I think there oh, might be. Hated us. <laughs> you know what? For years, my wife, my wife went to uh, French immersion like camps and stuff, and then she actually took her first year of university in French. She was taught classes in French, and she she, she doesn't speak French. Anyway, so she did at the end of that, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so she she can speak French is what I'm saying, and a lot of people would say she could hardly notice an accent, and then when we go to Quebec, really? she would never. She would never order. She wouldn't even try. And I bet you what it is is because when you speak too good a French, like when you can speak French and you don't speak it perfectly, they give you shit, more shit than if you're like a complete idiot that's just trying their best to like be, be nice. <laughs> you want the slang, homie. Yeah. We don't want the proper yeah, slang. Oh, they hear you. Burger, you better yeah. call it like a, like a rib sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is, the, the you're not saying it right. right. Oh, so yeah. maybe my wife's speaking like high French, like the real proper what she learned in school uh, French. And they're speaking like day to day French. Was she wearing a dress and holding it up like hip high? Uh, yeah. And when I went to Holland, my, my uh, uncle who I stayed with uh, spoke Dutch, but I didn't speak Was this any- uncle bad touch? Uh, no, he was nice. He kept his paws off. Oh, right on. And, yeah, he was. Uh, he uh, he spoke only Dutch, and I spoke only English, and so we couldn't communicate. So uh, I said to him one time, like his son says, "Hey, what's it like living with my dad?" And I go, "I don't understand what he's saying," and he goes, uh, "Don't worry, nobody does. He speaks high Dutch. Like, he speaks proper Dutch, oh, and nobody really? fucking understands what he's saying." <laughs> Is what they <laughs> what even they said there, you know. So Hakfordamata. Oh. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot for Dama, yeah. Yeah. I heard that a whole My time. My dog knows she's in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you hear Hot for Dama, yeah. I You're... haven't used that one yet. I should, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was terrified. You, you scurried because you know it was already too late. Oh, when you heard that, it was, yeah, you already fucked up. Hot for Dama, grandma's getting the wooden spoon. Let's oh, get the shit. fuck out of here. You're yeah. the first guy I've ever met that knows that. I yeah. Oh, no, so no, funny. no, I know it. I yeah. say it to I my it, dog. I, like, I say it to my dog, and she uh, cowers. She's just like, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, go on. That's so funny, though. 
Yeah, well, that's it, everybody. That's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. To, uh, thanks a lot for coming in. Angus, thank you, Lee, for being a good supporter of our show over the years. Thanks for having us here, Pete. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Next week we'll have Dan Brennan in. I think the week after that we have Justin Gale coming in. So uh, a couple of good comics will be joining us. And uh, maybe we convince the, van- the band to come back. Where that would you? be wonderful. Yeah, it would, no right? No acapellas on it. Boom. I know. But we did. Lee, you did great on feedback. It sounded great. Uh, one for the end. I love it. Right. Until next week, everybody, uh, uh, reach out to us at livefromthedutchlgmo.com, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, or uh, tell a friend about the show. Until next week, we'll see you NT. See you next Thursday. Feel free to